Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Well, Father, this morning we just ask that you come and speak to us by your word. We thank you, God, today that your word is a sword uh, that you use in our life. God, not against us, but Lord God, to cut away the things, Lord God, that um, would obstruct us from the greatness that you desire to draw us into and to bring us from glory to glory. And so, Father, we bless you this morning. We just ask you to speak to us by um, your awesome spirit, and Lord, that you would just Help this preacher to bring forth your word, and clearly, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to look at this morning the pathway to joy, and the pathway to joy. You know, God has a pathway to walk, to get to joy. You know, when we're born, from the day that we're born, you know, it's something that we seek after. You know, that, it's just a natural desire to want joy in our life, for that happiness in our life. It's something that we seek and that we crave for. But what we need to understand is that God has a pathway to joy. If you want a joy that's lasting, if you want a joy that's true and that brings a power to your life, then we have to understand God has a pathway to that. And, you know, the devil will often um, try to pervert that. The devil will often come and try to bring a perversion to that if we don't understand what God's pathway is. And, you know, lots of times the enemy will do that uh, without letting you know or trying to not let you know that it's actually him because he wants you to believe that God is withholding joy from you. You know, we know that God has commands for us and even back in the Garden of Eden, right, God gave one command to Adam and Eve. It wasn't complicated, right? And he said, you can eat from all the trees of the garden. You can in- enjoy everything that I've created and made. But this one tree, don't touch that one tree. Don't, don't take from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what's the devil do? He comes and he says to them all, you know, why does God say that? You know, it's because... God knows that if you eat from that tree, you'll have a knowledge of good and evil. God knows that you'll be like him. You know, God's withholding something from you. But what happens is God puts these limits on our life because he has a freedom for us that we can walk from. And there's, it's actually liberating to understand and to come into why God puts limits on our life. Because there's something that, that God has for us. And the enemy, he tries to give us what I like to say is an insidious opposite picture of reality. Insidious opposite picture. And insidious means to proceed in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. And what the devil doesn't want you to know is that these limitations that God is putting on is actually for your liberation. And when we think otherwise, when we, if we buy in to this ground um, that the devil is trying to take hold of in our life, is that we're actually selling ourselves out to bondage. You know, we think that we can uh, choose our own self-directed path, and you can because God gives you that choice. He gives you and me a choice, right? But if we sell out to that, we're actually selling ourselves into bondage. 
We think that we're controlling our own lives, but really the enemy is coming in, and it's him that's becoming Lord of our lives. It's him that really takes control of that pathway that we're on. But if you want the joy that God has for you, there's a pathway to that. And I found this so helpful um, as the Lord just kind of opened up this up to me just a few years after I'd kind of come into the faith and surrendered my life to Jesus. And in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not natural things. But it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, I really believe that there is a pattern here. There, there is an order that God sets before us. If you want true joy in your life, you don't start with joy. You actually start with righteousness because it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we find that uh, in Psalm 16, verse 11, God says, uh, or sorry, David saying in the psalm, he says, you will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God just, he has such an abundance of joy for us. And again, in Psalm 36, and in verse 8, he says, uh, they are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the rivers of your pleasure. You know, the joy that God has for you and me is so great. It's like a river. And I, if you could imagine with me this morning that you were standing at the bottom of one of the dams here on the Trent River, you know, where the water's coming over and, and just gushing down. And it's that joy that God has for you is like that. If you tried to stand at the base of that in, in, in that current, it would, it would sweep you away. It would just overwhelm you. And that's what it is that God has uh, for that joy. And God, God gave me a little taste of that uh, years ago, shortly after I'd come to the Lord. And, and uh, I used to be a person who went out jogging regularly. And I, I just loved to jog. And, and during those times, I would just have times where I would be, uh, you know, just meditating on things, singing to the Lord, uh, even as I'm jogging, you know. And during this one time, I would just became so overwhelmed with the presence of God and with the joy. And it just it literally came to a place for me where I was just, I kind of stopped in the midst of my jogging. I said, God, that's enough. Like, no more. I just couldn't take any more because I just felt the, the incredible joy and the beauty of his presence. And that's that river, you know, that God has for you and me to drink from and that he wants us to experience. But those things happen as a result of following uh, his pathway. Um, and that, that likewise is also why God uh, has for us. You know, he, Jesus said he doesn't put new wine in old wineskins. Because Jesus said if you put old, their new wine in the old wineskins, then the wineskins burst and you lose everything. God doesn't want to put his Holy Spirit in a, and the outpouring that he wants to bring to you in, in an unconverted heart or in our old ways of life and our old ways of deciding how we're going to live life and how we're going to do things. He wants to pour that in as we put him first. And in Psalm 
or sorry, in uh, in First Corinthians thirteen and verse thirteen. We're all familiar, uh, probably with this verse, and it says, "Now abide faith, hope, and love; these three, but the greatest of these is love." And I know I'm kind of mixing love and joy together here, but speaking about, you know, the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit, right? Their love, their joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, and all those things. And one of the greatest affections that you and I can experience is love. And one of the greatest loves that we can experience is God's love. And that reciprocating love as a result of that that we have for him. Because that really is how you experience more of God's love is as you reciprocate that back to him and as you reciprocate that to others. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so blessed. You know, many times when I look back in my life, I'm so glad that God got a hold of me when I was 19 years old because I was dating a girl at the time uh, from high school. And the way that I was walking that relationship out was, it was so destructive and I had no idea uh, really how far-reaching and deep that destruction was and, and where I was heading towards in that relationship. But when, when the Lord began to reveal himself to me, and I, I came to a point, I was in my first year of college after high school, and the Lord just revealed himself. I came to that place where I surrendered to him and just said, you know, Jesus, I just want you in my life. I want to do life your way because I can see that, um, you know, I've just come to this place where uh, I'm broken and I'm not experiencing what I see. What I see in you, that's, that's what I want. And I, I could tell that I was not living what I saw in Jesus. That, I thought, if that's the Christian life, I'm not a Christian. Even though I grew up in a Christian home, I realized I was not living as a believer. And so I surrendered to the Lord. And, and God just changed my life. He just got a hold of my life. And, and uh, you know, I, I just know that as a result of that, that now I'm able to love my life, my wife, the way that I have. You know, I've been able to love her in a way that I never could have otherwise. And having said that, you know, my wife knows that there's many times that my love is depleted where she has to go straight to the Father because I'm not walking where I should be. But in the midst of that, God has given me a love that I know we never could have walked in the relationship that we've known. We never could have walked and, and, and continued on uh, raising our family and our children. Because I, I, I knew uh, within myself that the way that I thought what, what made a relationship tick and, and the way I thought things should be uh, walked out, which, of course, was very selfish. Uh, if I, if I did, and, of course, I was planning at that point when I was going to this girlfriend way back in high school, you know, I was looking pretty serious and thinking marriage. I know that, re that relationship, that marriage never would have lasted. It never would have lasted. And it was just the grace of God uh, just coming into my life and, and awakening me. And, you know, Lord just brought me to understanding now his pathway that he had for me. And if I wanted to know that joy in life, then I had to walk his pathway. And so we find there, again, in Romans that it's righteousness, peace, and joy. And in Matthew verse uh, 6, chapter 6, sorry, in verse 33, he says, <clears throat> seek first, seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And you know, as we walk in life, and this is what the Lord was teaching me, is that every decision that we're in the midst of making is I have to ask the question, is what I'm about to do, is what, it, is what I'm about choosing to do, is it right? You know, is it going to honor, is it going to bless the one who created me? Is it going to be helpful in my relationships with people around me? Because if it's not, then I'm not going to get to that place where I'm going to enjoy life. I'm not going to know and experience that joy that God has for me. <clears throat> and the, we're just going to end up giving ground to the enemy of our souls. Uh, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, a hunger and a thirsting is it's a craving for something. It's a strong desire. And God wants you and I that if we're going to experience that fullness of what he has for us, we have to have a thirst. We have to have a hunger. There has to be a strong desire in our life for righteousness. We have to seek that, and so we have to weigh everything out in terms of, is this the best of what God has for me? It's not just, does it feel good, but is it really what God has for me? In Psalm 27, and verse 7, or sorry, Proverbs 27, verse 7, he says, a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. That loathing there, it actually, the literal translation of it actually means to trample on. And a honeycomb, of course, we know is something sweet. So if we're satisfied with our own way of doing things, if we're satisfied with things in the world, then we actually will loathe the sweet things that God actually has planned for you and me. We'll actually loathe those things. We won't have any desire for them. We won't have any hunger for them. And which will cut off our ability to actually experience those things. But to a hungry soul, it says, every bitter thing is sweet. You know, God can turn the bitter things in your life and my life uh, into things that are sweet. If you're hungry, if, if your desire is first for the righteousness of God and seeking his kingdom, he'll take bitter things and he'll make them sweet. And, you know, God's just brought me through a number of circumstances where I've just experienced the reality of this. Uh, one of them, you know, going back to my, my girlfriend from high school. And, uh, you know, as a result of just coming to that place where I said, Jesus, I just, I want you. I want to follow you. So I ended up breaking off with this girl that I was going with because I could tell we're, we're just on a different path. And I could tell it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And so I broke off. And then after I broke off, a couple weeks later, uh, I made the attempt to get back together. I was feeling like my world was all falling apart. And, and uh, so I went back, knocking on her door. Hey, you know, I'd like to make up. I'd like to try and make this thing work. And I'm in my, my prayer room with God saying, God, just, just give me this girl, and, and I'll serve you the rest of my life. You know, I'll do whatever you got for me. You know, you ever do that bargaining with God, right? <clears throat> and that's what I was doing. But it, it never happened by the grace of God. Uh, that door, that relationship never happened. And so, but when, I'm, when I was in the midst of this really downtime, really discouraged time, 
you know, I was out one day and my <clears throat> background, as some of you may know, was farming. And I was in the field and we had cut the hay down and I was out there raking it up, getting ready to bale it. And I'm going along, riding on the tractor, and I'm just saying to God, I said, God, I just, I, I know that you love me, but I just, I feel like if I was just, even if I was in heaven right now, I just, I really wouldn't care because I was just feeling so out of it. And I'm saying, I want to I wanna serve you, God. I want to walk with you, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel anything. I don't even see the benefit of what I'm going to feel in heaven. And all of a sudden, about a minute or two after I'd said that, just this incredible joy, just the God just poured out his presence on my life. And I just had such joy. I just started singing as I'm riding along in the tractor, you know, and I'm just worshiping God out loud. And, and it, was just, it was just such an infilling of the joy. And the reason God brought that was because he saw that I wanted to do what was right. He saw I wanted to do what was righteous. He saw that I broke off with this girl because... He knew it wasn't the choice that he had for me, and I saw that, and I made that choice. I made that step. And so God took that bitterness in my life, and he made it sweet because I was hungry. I was hungry for what God wanted for me. There was another time I was involved in a, in a leadership team, and these decisions were coming, and there were certain things that kept coming up again and again, and, I, and I, knew, I knew they weren't right, and I was kind of in the place where, you know, I felt it wasn't right, and I was just trying to keep the right heart about it, and, and it, this, this went on for a couple of years, actually. It's just, it's like, it felt like we kind of made a little ground, then something would come up again, and, and I could just see the enemy trying to come in and try to bring division, and I could see he was just trying to come and bring bitterness in my heart. And so I was just determined, you know, and, and it wasn't my self-determination, but of course God just working in me. I just kept pressing into God and I just said, God, I said, you know, just help me with this. I don't want to get bitter. You know, I want to walk in this. I, I want to love those in this team. And, and I just, I want to stand. I want to do what I believe how you want us to walk as a leadership team. But, but I can't agree with what's being put forth. So I, I, I stepped forth in terms of what I felt, the direction that I felt what we needed to go, but still honoring those who, who were in the worship team. Um, so this wrestle, this incredible wrestle, and it was just, it was incredibly, if you will, a bitter time for me over that whole period of time. And then over the process of it, um, God just began to turn that into such sweetness. It turned around like, um, there was a lot of things were resolved. Um, some of those people moved on from, from that leadership team. But, uh, you know, I look back on that, and God just brought me to a whole new level in my life, a whole new level in my personal life, a whole new level in, in my place of, of learning to be a leader in an area of my life. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like, I, I look back on it, and it is so sweet to me now. And that's just because God took that, you know, and, and turned that bitter thing into a sweet thing. Another, another time can be fasting, you know. And I don't know if, if you ever take times, but, you know, Jesus encourages us uh, at times to come and fast in our lives, to press into him for things and seek him. You know, I don't particularly like fasting, 
You know, there's an aspect of fasting that is, has a bitterness to it. And I find, I don't know about you, but I find the older I get, the harder it is to fast sometimes, right? Uh, but anyways, you know, but I still do. And I find that when I do that, God just brings breakthroughs in my life or, or maybe in somebody else's life that you're praying for through that. I just find that revelation, you know, from God's word, he just begins to open up things to me. He just begins to help me to see things in his word that I didn't see before. And so God takes the bitterness of that, and he, ha- he actually makes it sweet because he sees that when you're hungry for righteousness, that he's, he's going to bring that, he's going to turn that into a sweetness. And so that pathway um, of seeking and hungering for the righteousness, God will bring you into that next place. And Jesus said, you know, in, in John chapter 4, in verse 32, his disciples, he was ministering to this woman at the well, and the disciples had all gone off into town to get something to eat, and they come back, and they try to give something to Jesus, and he's not really interested. And he says to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. You know, when you hunger for the things that God has for you, he'll give you a food that people in the world don't know. Like, they just don't know. They just they don't experience it. And he said later on, a couple verses later, he said to his disciples, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. You know, God will, will give you a food. He'll give you a satisfaction of choosing to walk and, and to do the will of God. He'll, he'll bring you uh, and satisfy you with that in your life. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing is, again, a couple verses after this, Jesus said to them, he says, do you not say that there's four months in the harvest? But I say to you, look around. The fields are white under harvest now. And he said, you know, the sowers and the reapers, um, they're going to rejoice together. And I find this really interesting that Jesus goes on and says this after he talks about being satisfied with that food from him. When we desire to do his will, we desire to do the right thing, um, the result of that is going to be, there's going to be a hungry and thirst of you to share what's going on in your life with other people. There's going to be a desire for you to witness to people. There's going to be a desire for you uh, to plant seeds in other people's lives. And you can just do that. You know, it doesn't have to be religious at all. And that's, that's the joy that I'm experiencing more all the time as is, is I grow in my walk, uh, my relationship with Jesus, is that I can just insert things in the conversation that I'm having with that person, you know, and, and God will, as a result, part of the joy that you're going to experience is being able to share your faith with other people. And we'll see that again uh, a little bit later here in a couple of verses. So when we seek righteousness and righteousness uh, will always lead you to a place of peace. And in Psalm 119, verse 165, it says, great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Great peace, great peace have those who love your law, who love your way of righteousness, right? God's law is a way of righteousness, right? It's a, it's a pathway that he has for you and I that is going to keep us and is going to help us to walk in the truth. And nothing causes them to stumble. No, nothing's going to, uh, another version is, nothing causes them to be offended. You know, it's a beautiful thing. 
to be able to walk in your life. And even when people may do things, say things against you, to actually not get offended, to not allow that to begin to pull you down in your life. And uh, Matthew chapter 6 again, and we were back there before in 33 where it was saying, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. But in verse 25 to 32, just before that, Jesus is saying, you know, don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. And you and I both know how sometimes we get concerned about all these things, right? We get concerned about the natural things. And when Jesus is saying to seek first the kingdom of God, he sets this in this whole context of not worrying. Because when you worry, then you're in fear, right? You're coming into fear. When you're worrying, that's actually a form of fear when you're worrying about all those things. And when you're in fear, then you're not experiencing peace. And God wants you to, he wants you to experience peace. And so we go from righteousness to peace, you know, in our life as, as we're seeking the right ways of God. God will just bring you into a place of peace uh, where you can just enjoy your journey as you're just moving on in your relationship with the Lord. And then, of course, uh, after peace, there just comes, there flows out a joy. And in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9, uh, this is a, a prophetic word about Jesus, but so true for us as well, you know, as those of us who are being made into his likeness, into his image. And it says, it said of Jesus, it says, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Because Jesus sought righteousness, he ended up having this oil of, of gladness, this oil of joy poured out on his life because he was a guy who sought the righteousness of his father. He sought to do what the father had for him to do, and it resulted uh, in this joy. Uh, there's so many benefits to joy. You know, Nehemiah uh, chapter 8 and verse 10 you know, uh, they were instructed there, go and eat and, and drink and enjoy the portions that are prepared because this day is holy to your God. Don't sorrow. Don't be sad uh, in your life, but for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, the joy of God in our lives will bring a strength to your life. It'll bring strength to your life that you'll be able to do things that you couldn't do before, that you couldn't do on your own. Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. You know, another benefit of the joy, you know, we have true joy in our life. It actually works like a medicine. It actually affects our body, and that's a part of what is going on even with the highway to wholeness that's going on right now, is we're trying to teach people things that will be um, elements that will help them to get victory in their life that will uh, enable them to walk in, in a sense in this pathway of that righteousness, peace, and joy. If we, if we allow God to deal with any issues in our life, if we learn to take circumstances that we face in our life that are challenging to us and allow the, the Lord to do in us what he wants to do, then we'll come into a joy. We'll come into those things 
that will actually begin to release uh, a healing in our very bodies, a healing in our very bodies. There's many testimonies uh, that come out of that when, when people begin to deal with unforgiveness and bitterness in their hearts and things, uh, the healing that, that comes to their bodies. And so God wants us to enjoy the strength. He wants us to enjoy the healing that comes. Uh, and then Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. And it says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know, he'll doubtless come again with rejoicing. That, that word there in the original, rejoicing, it actually means to shout for joy, to jump for joy. You know, and as we go out and we're seeking to walk how God wants us to walk, uh, it's going to result in a joy. It's going to bring us again. And as I said earlier, you're just going to want to share that with people. It's just going to be such a natural outflow of your life that you're going to want to be speaking in other people's lives. And it says even times when you're going forth, you know, with tears and, and, and you go out sometimes in a day and it's tough for you, but God's promising you and me that if we go forth even with tears, but we're just our heart is set on sowing seed in people's lives and sharing this life in God that we found, that he says we shall doubtless return uh, with shouts of joy, carrying our sheaves with us. You know, God's going to give an increase amongst us. And I know, you know, Pastor Travis over the last few weeks, and he's encouraged us too, just to be thinking, you know, is there one or two people in your life that you could just start praying into their life Start praying for them. Just start taking some opportunities to just build some relationship with them. Go for a coffee with them, you know, whatever. And, and uh, just spend some time building that relationship. And when that time comes, maybe you would feel to invite them here to church. Uh, or maybe the door will just open up even before they ever get here that you'll be able to lead them to Christ. But just want to encourage you to, to do that if that's not already uh, an exercise that you're doing in your life because God wants to multiply what's going on. He wants you to take the things that you're enjoying in life and begin to have an expectation for other people, begin to have a breakthrough in other people's lives and, and see them experience that joy. Amen? So um, I'm just going to have David come at this time. Is David still here? Is he? So we're just, he's just going to come up, and we're just going to do a final song here and uh, just enter into a time of joy. But I just, I just want that to be encouraging this morning. You know, just um, let's realize that God's path of, of taking hold of the joy, it's righteousness first, seeking his righteousness first, and just enjoying uh, letting that peace flow into your life and the way you're making decisions. And as a result of that, you'll find that you take hold of a joy it's going to be a lasting joy. It's going to be an enduring joy. You know, amen. So, Father, we just thank you today for the joy that you have for each one of us. And, and Lord, forgive us if, if we've been those. We get all, we've gotten all caught up with the natural things. We've gotten all caught up with, with what we're trying to do, with what we're trying to accomplish. Lord, forgive us for that. And, Lord, we just, we just come to you and we just give you thanks that you're so patient, you're so gracious.
to just come and, and show us the way to truly live so that we can come and drink from your river of joy, the pleasures of the joy and just being in your presence. Amen. So God, I just pray you bless your people as they go today and uh, that you would just minister to them and just pour into their lives, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.